If there is something inside my wall, make a sound now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, no, I knew it. There's something in there. Is it, This thing's recording? Oh, no. Oh, what a start to the show. Where's the theme song button? Press button now. Press button. Ah. Okay. Sorry, guys. I'm so sorry, plopheads. Uh, this this show has started with a real panic, and that's mostly my fault. Well, it's it's the fault of whatever's in my wall, but uh, you're listening to The Plop. I'm Larry Dobbs, your host. Uh, you know that. Uh, I've got lots of stuff to play for you in the show, but I, I am dealing uh, with a real problem over here. Um, something got in my wall. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Got in last night. Around three in the morning, I just heard scratching uh, from inside my wall. Uh, full disclosure, I've had things in my wall before. It, for whatever reason, every couple months, I seem to get something in that wall. Uh, I've had a raccoon in there. I've, I've had a squirrel. Oh, gosh, once I had a skunk. That was a nightmare. I didn't even hear it, but boy, did I smell it in the wall. Uh, and then a horse, too. I've had that in the wall. So there's there's a lot of things I've had in my wall. Oh, there it is. There it is. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? That's that's what I'm hearing. It's in my wall. I don't know what that is. I mean, it, it doesn't sound like a horse because I didn't really hear that clip-clop of hooves. So I'm glad it's not another horse. Those are hard to get out of the wall. But whatever that is, it's in the wall. Okay, I, I'm not going to worry about it. I can't let that ruin what's going to be an amazing show. So let's just start, shall we? <laughs> okay, if you love words... As much as I love words, then you're going to love this first bit, because it's about words. <laughs> that makes sense, I think. Here's Lucy. Hey, word nerds. It's your girl, Lucy, and this is Lucy Loves Language. Today, we will explore the history of three mouth-watering words. Sandwich, barbecue, and avocado. We all know that a sandwich is made with two pieces of bread and a tasty filling. Sandwiches are not only popular, they're delicious. <laughs> and the possibilities are endless. PB&J, BLT, the LMNOP. Oh, that's lettuce, mayo, Nutella, onion, and pickles. Hey, don't knock it before you try it. <laughs> Who can we thank for this incredible invention? The sandwich is named after John Montague. Mr. Montague was a fancy British aristocrat in the 1700s. His title was the fourth Earl of Sandwich, and he loved playing card games. He loved cards so much, he couldn't put them down. Mr. Montague asked his butler to make him something he could eat with one hand. The butler placed bits of cold meat between two pieces of bread, and voila, the sandwich was invented. Since the fateful day when Lord Sandwich requested an easy meal he could eat with his hand, the sandwich has become a superstar in the food world. So much so that people like to debate what makes a sandwich a sandwich. Is a burrito a sandwich? What about a hot dog? Feel free to discuss amongst yourselves. If you're anything like me, you love a summer barbecue. 
Whether you spell it with a C or a Q, the word is derived from the Arawak word Parabiku. The Arawak are the indigenous peoples of the Caribbean. After Columbus landed in the Americas in 1492, Spanish explorers noticed the Arawak roasting meat over an open grill resting on sticks above a fire. They'd never seen that before. The smoke and flames rose up and surrounded the meat, giving it that signature barbecue flavor. Back then, the barabiku was used to cook lamb, goat, and even alligator. <laughs> These days, grown-ups tend to keep it simple, like pork, chicken, and burgers. Ooh, last summer, we bought some fresh corn from the farmer's market, and mom cooked it on the barbecue, and it was amazing. If you've never tried barbecue corn, I highly recommend it. Rub it with a little chili lime crema and... Mwah! Oh, going further back in time to the Aztecs of Mexico, we discover the avocado. Avocados are delicious on toast, in salads, spreads. I mean, who doesn't love guacamole? Upon discovering these fantastic fruits, the Aztecs declared aguacate, which in the Nahuatl language translates to, um, well, <laughs> testicle. Historians believe that the Aztecs chose this word because of the texture, shape, and size of the avocado, as well as the fact that they grow in pairs. <laughs> Bear in mind, this was over 2,000 years ago. Avocados back then weren't exactly what we're used to seeing today. When Spanish explorers arrived in the 1500s, they didn't really want to go around saying testicle. So they changed aguacate to aguacate, which is where we get avocado. Sandwich, barbecue, and avocado. Three tasty words you knew with pretty cool stories. I'll bet you didn't. <gasps> Oh, a barbecued avocado sandwich? Do you think anybody's tried that before? Okay, thanks, Lucy. Great piece. Loved that very much. Uh, the only thing that loved that more than me was whatever's in my wall. Uh, because when you said avocado, it just went nuts. I mean, just the scratching and, and then almost the breathing. I, I don't know what it is. Uh, but I think it's hungry, likely for avocados. Uh, any clue what eats an avocado or gets excited at the mention of an avocado? Uh, because that's likely what's in my wall. Uh, anyways, uh, enough about that, but Lucy, thank you. Okay, time to focus on the show. I mean, that's why we're here, and uh, not to figure out what's in my wall, am I right? <laughs> so moving on, uh, I have a piece of audio that I'm playing for a friend. I do this very rarely, but I'm playing this for a friend. It's my friend Zeke. It's a business that he has in my neighborhood. Uh, this is an ad for his business. So, Zeke, you're welcome. Hey, everyone. It's Zeke from Zeke's Sound Effects Warehouse. We're having a sale on all our sound effects, and they've got to go. Up to 70% off all our ear ticklers. If you want it, we have it. We've got an elephant spilling its milkshake into a van. The 615 train running over birthday cake. Two chickens who have met but don't remember the other's names. If you want it, we have it. Cauliflower bouncing off a trampoline. The sound of an idea forming. 
putting toothpaste on your hairbrush by mistake. Ew. Three cucumbers rolling down the stairs. A roller coaster full of kittens. An astronaut sneezing. A robot donkey. Two coconuts in the dryer. An Olympian running in galoshes. Some zombies opening and enjoying root beer. You're dead. Oh, hi there, sport. If you want it, we have it. A dingo playing bingo. A trombone being thrown in the toilet. Cutlery being tossed at newlyweds. Giving a noogie to a flamingo. A grandmother pushing a grandfather clock upstairs. An almost empty mustard bottle being squeezed. A man using a snake as a necktie. Zeke's Sound Defense Warehouse. We've got noise, noise, noise for all the girls and boys. If these blowout prices aren't the best in town, I'll eat my hat. Okay, I'm back. I uh, do have to say thank you to a number of my friends uh, who have been texting me about what they believe is in my wall. Uh, so, Allison Rosengarten, thank you. No, I don't believe that it's a beaver uh, because I think I'd hear that tail smacking. Uh, my good pal Captain Jeremy could be a hornet's nest, uh, but I don't know why you'd hear scratching. Uh, and then, of course, my good pal, Colin Berkovich. Thanks, pal, but I don't think it's a shark. Uh, not enough water in those walls to keep that shark moving. So, anyways, I am going to go to the garage and get myself a hammer. Uh, see if I can't open this wall up a little bit. I mean, I'm just dying to know what that could be. Uh, so I'm going to do that. Uh, but while I'm getting the hammer, have I got an obscure piece of audio for you to listen to? Oh, you're going to love it. Now, this is a clip of a very rare show called Bugging Out. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Bugging Out with Buznick, the show where we inspect the interesting lives of bugs and insects. I'm your host, Timothy Buznick, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Francis Timid. Happy to be here as usual, Timothy. Fantastic. Well, let's get right into today's insect, shall we? Sounds great. Today, we will be inspecting the lives and work of the honeybee. No, 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 no. I'm sorry? When I took this job... That was the one thing that I did not want to talk about. No bees. And I made it very clear. You also said that about spiders. So, besides, the honeybee is Mother Nature's little worker. It doesn't matter. I'm scared of bees. There's nothing to be afraid of. These little workers actually pollinate three-fourths of the fruits, vegetables, and nuts that we eat. Without their hard work, the world would be a very different place. Yes, but they can sting you. Well. As usual, we'll be watching a video of the bees, so you don't need to be worried about getting stung. There are absolutely no bees here in the studio with us. Are you sure about that? Mm-hmm. 100%. Now, did you know that worker bees only live for 30 to 45 days? And in that short time, they are completely dedicated to collecting pollen for the queen bee? Wait, queen bee? You're telling me Beyonce is the boss of all the honeybees in the world? No. Each hive has its own queen that is... Also a bee. 
Not a world-renowned singer, songwriter, not married to Jay-Z. Oh, okay. But what if I'm allergic? What? Like, what if I'm allergic to bees, and if I get stung when I'm out of the park, my fingers get so swollen that they look like tasty sausages, and dogs start chasing me and try to eat my fingers? Well, if you're worried about being allergic, Francis, you can actually get a test for that. And if you turn out to be allergic, you'll be given something called an EpiPen, which can save your life if needed. And also make sure you don't get those sausage fingers you're so worried about. Oh, okay. Great. Now, in peak season, a single beehive can be home to up to 50,000 honeybees. 50,000? That's right. And every day, the queen is busy laying up to 2,000 eggs in the hive. That's a lot of eggs! Do you hear that? It it sounds like bees! Yes, there is sound on this video we're watching, Francis. It's okay. It sounds like the bees are inside of the studio! There are no bees in the studio. what if there is, and and I yawn, and a queen bee flies into my mouth, then then all the other bees fly inside of me too, because they, they follow her, and they fill me up with honey, and I start pooping out honey. That would be impossible, Francis. Is that a hive in the corner? No, that is a chair, Francis. It's an office chair with wheels on the bottom of it. There are no bees in here. But what if I get stung? The last thing a bee wants to do is sting you. And they avoid it at all costs, okay? Unless they're threatened. If a bee stings someone, their stinger gets stuck and torn out of their body, and they die. I'll die? No, the bee will die, Francis. You will be fine. Okay? Now, did you know bees communicate using smell? Oh, boy. I smell... I okay. smell the bees. I need to get out of here. Francis. I think I saw a hive Francis, in the where lobby. are you going? There's bees Fra- There everywhere. are no bees. They're swarming. There's They're no bees. Swarming. It's just a video, Francis. Everybody. What are you doing? Francis, it's just a video. Come on. Oh, oh, sorry, everybody. Uh, just I'm trying to hammer through this wall and see what's inside it. Uh, anyways, I hope you enjoyed that last piece. Wasn't it great? Oh, my. Oh, my. Well, I hope whatever's in this wall, it's not bees. That'd be a nightmare. Uh, anyways, I'm going to take a break. I can't I can't seem to get through this thing. I don't know what this wall's made of. Uh, but anyways, what am I doing? What am I doing? Oh, right! Oh, of course! Uh, hello, I'm sorry. I'm about to talk to my very good friend, Lewis Brady. Now, who is Lewis, you might ask? Only an extraordinary improviser. Uh, Lewis has that rare gift of being able to make up a song on the spot based on a word that I give him. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Uh, so anyways, I'm excited to have him on the program. Lewis, welcome to The Plop. Thank you for having me, Larry. And may I just say, your voice is absolutely fantastic. You know what? You're in that very rare handful of people that could say that. I was never really one that did particularly well in choir, uh, but I do like to sing solo. So I appreciate that. Well, you're very welcome, Larry. So you improvise. Is that the idea? I do. I rhyme on a dime. I tried rhyming on a quarter once, but it didn't really work out. I can see why that would be a problem. I, you know, just listening to how that didn't rhyme. It was very dissonant. 
Uh, in any case, I am going to, at random, give you a very challenging word. And you, using the magic of improvisation, or however you're going to do this, uh, you are going to make a song uh, based on the word I give you. So here goes. And I'm not taking it easy on you at all here, okay? The word I'm giving you is school. 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 Well, I have a lot of opinions about this, so it should I bet be fun. You do. <laughs> okay, here goes nothing. School is great. It can be fun, but that is when you don't have homework. School is fun when you're with your friends, and those are the times you hope it doesn't end. Unless you got homework, and then it's not great because then you have homework. I can't stress this enough. Homework isn't fun. Neither is math. Math often likes to kick me in the butt. Whoa, okay. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, call the censors. I think someone said but. I mean, I guess that's okay. Um, but I, oh boy, that got tricky, Lewis. I'll tell you, you know, you, with homework and math, uh, those are not easy to rhyme. You know, I, I was thinking, you know, well, maybe math. I mean, that rhymes with wrath. But, you know, then what are you going to do? I, I don't know. Anyways, let's not worry about it. Let's move on uh, because I do have another word for you, Lewis, uh, to make a song around. It's actually the name of this show. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the Plop. Uh, can you make a song for The Plop? Okay, well, here goes nothing. No pressure on me over here. I am here. I'm at The Plop. I'm having fun with Larry. I am here. I'm at the plop. I thought it would be scary. It's really intimidating being at the plop because it is just nonstop and the fun and rhymes, the giggles too. But I'm happy to be here at the plop with you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, that was beautiful. I think we've got Thank a new you. theme. I really do. <gasps> You know, and I'm not going to say you're going to get rich, but I'll tell you what, there could be some green coming after that because that was beautiful. Well, I'm you know? 16, so $5 is rich to me. So, Well, thank you so much, Lewis Brady. Thank you for your time and for your beautiful rhymes on a dime. I think I rhymed there by accident mostly, but nevertheless, what a wonderful conversation we've had. And thank you and all the best. Thank you very much, Larry, for having me. I appreciate it very much. It's been a, it's been a blast. That was a lot of fun. I got to tell I love improvisation. Very, very cool. And I'll tell you what, it's also been nice to have a little bit of quiet around here. Whatever's in that wall, maybe it's gone because it's... Oh, no, no, no. Oh, there it is, just as I said it. Larry, why did you have to tempt the fates? Oh, man. Okay, well, okay. It's clear I've got to go to the garage and get a saw. I'm going to open this wall up. I got to know what it is. I got to know. Um, okay, so while I go out to the garage to get the saw, I'm going to play something for you. What am I going to play? Um... Okay. Well, this is just a this is just a tape. Uh, I don't know what this is. It was in a shoebox here in my basement. It says "Troll and Goblin." So, all right, worth a shot. This is "Troll and Goblin." You guys enjoy while I go get that saw. It's the Goblin and Troll. It's the Goblin and Troll. It's the Goblin and Troll. Troll Goblin Show.
Well, we did it, Goblin. We moved the couch onto the roof. Perfect. I, I don't know why we didn't come up with this idea sooner. Nice job, Rumi. Uh, time for a plop. <sighs> so, how's the new job at the local newspaper? Not so good, Goblin. I feel like everyone treats me differently because I'm a troll. They don't even call me by my real name, Winter. They're just like, hey, troll, can you hand me that photocopier? Yes, they expect me to lift the entire photocopier machine and bring it over to them because they know I'm strong because I'm a troll. Oh, that's too bad. People say my name too much. It's like, enough already. There's only one of me. Hey, what is your real name? I always just called you Goblin. It's Fern. After the tree. Hmm. The tree I was born in. Were you born in the winter? Probably. Where I'm from, it's always winter, so... But I tell you, I don't know why I can't make friends at work. Do you think it's because of my beard? No. Beards are so in right now. Plus, you're a troll. It would be weird if you didn't have a beard. Exactly. It's like, I'm a troll. I have a beard. <laughs> Do you think it's because of the beards on my knees, though? You think they don't like your knee beards? Impossible. You're a troll. You have multiple beards. It's the same if someone was upset with me for drinking out of a puddle. I'm a goblin. I drink out of puddles. Exactly. <laughs> so, it's not the beard stuff. What else do you think it could be? Huh. Do you think it's all the cricket legs stuck in my teeth? Oh, you try eating a load of crickets and not getting any legs stuck in your teeth. Exactly. My dentist won't even look at me after I've been on a cricket bender. <laughs> Maybe it's because I eat bugs in general. Oh, no. Bugs are the protein of the future. Everybody knows that. Well, I do catch them at work and then immediately scream, gotcha, right after. You're a troll. You're letting all the other trolls in the area know you caught a cricket. And then I tear up all the newspapers we just printed and I build a nest. How else are you supposed to make a nest? And then I nap for the rest of the day and don't do any of my work. Hey, making a nest is tiring. Oh, Goblin, you get me. And that's why we're perfect roommates. I guess we'll never know why we don't make friends. Oh, I know why I don't make friends. Because I actively tell people not to be friends with me. I mean... They can be my friends if they want, but I do remind them that I am a goblin and I will scare them. It's what I do. I know. Sometimes when I'm putting more dirt on our dishes instead of washing them, I'll see you out of the corner of my eye and I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's a goblin. And then I remember, oh, that's your roommate, goblin. <laughs> yeah, I know. It happens all the time. What do you expect? I'm a goblin. <laughs> yes, that's right, Fern. Well, we should take this couch back down to the basement. Sure. I got nothing else going on. Ooh, a cricket! <gasps> it's the Goblin and Troll! It's the Goblin and Troll! It's the Goblin and Troll! Troll Goblin Show! Come on, Larry! Okay! Whew! That is definitely a big enough hole in the wall for me to crawl through. Uh, oh, sorry guys. Just finished sawing into the wall. I hope you enjoyed Goblin and Troll. Wasn't that fun? Oh my gosh, I can't wait to listen to more episodes of that. And don't worry, I've got a lot more because it's a shoebox full of tapes labeled Goblin and Troll. So we'll listen to more of that down the road. Uh, but anyways, that's it, guys. That's the show for today. I hope you enjoyed. Again, sorry about whatever's been in my wall. What a mess. Anyways, I'll get to the bottom of it as soon as we're done here. I'm going to climb through that wall and figure out what it is. Oh, which reminds me. 
Um, I'm supposed to have dinner tonight with a couple friends, so uh, Jack Hogan, Jasmine Lukuku, and Haley McDougal, if you don't see me at dinner, I'm stuck in my wall, so send help. Um, anyways, thanks for listening, Plopheads. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you next week, unless I am stuck in that wall. Okay, here we go. All right, come on. There we go, Larry. <laughs> what the heck? A mouse? Are you kidding me? Hey there, little guy. Oh, you look terrified. <laughs> you can't, I, You were the one making all that noise. Goodness, I mean, like, no idea that you even eat avocados. Give me a little guy, you're adorable. The Plop is hosted and produced by Peter Aldring. Also produced by Pat Kelly, Jody Camilleri, Chris Redman, Dave Shumka, Max Collins and Chris Kelly. Creative advisors for The Plop, Ali Eisner and Ryan McMahon. Lucy Loves Language is written and performed by Michelle Rivard. Zeke's House of Sound Effects is written and performed by Graham Clark. Buzzing Out with Buzznicks is written and performed by Cameron McLeod. Additional voice performed by Daniel Code. Bribe on a Dime is an improvised sketch performed by Lewis Brady and Peter Aldring. Goblin and Troll is written and performed by Anessa Frantowski and Sarah Hillier. This week's episode is brought to you by our friends Fernan Winter, Alison Rosengarten, Captain Jeremy, Colin Berkovich, Hayley McDougal, Jack Hogan and Jasmine Lukuku. The Plop is a Kelly and Kelly production. Proudly crowdfunded on Seed and Spark.